fucking check this shit out. Well, let's get into it. Um, let's just see. Yeah, kick it. Yes. Kick yeah. it. Damn it. Yeah, I can oh, hear it. Nice. All right. I got the damn it in my headphones. Hell yeah. More snare on the damn it, please. Yeah, that'd be cool. What if you were a drummer and you mm. programmed all your drums to make different sounds? Hmm, that would be fun. Oh, that's a great idea. I think you can do that. And, I, cool. and I might. And I probably <laughs> will. You are listening to... You, you, shut the fuck up! Yeah. What's up? It's uh, Shut the Fuck Up Dad, the boys, back with another segment of Vidiots. Um, as uh, well, the audience won't be able to see this, but I've obviously, you know, got the Beastie Boys as my background. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is real. This is a real celebration of um, our Brooklynite friends. Um, real, real New York icons. It's very fitting that um, on this day that we are recording, uh, Wednesday, the twelfth of October. Is a day that uh, many of our, or any for that matter, of our Jewish listeners uh, may be observing the religious and cultural holiday of, of Sukkot, to which I would like to extend a gracious uh, Chag Sameach. Why? And why am I, why are we mentioning this? Firstly, you know, not just because a very famous rapper who will remain unnamed. Uh, he, he put out the college dropout and uh, late registration. We recently went on DeathCon 3. Um, no, we don't want to approach the holiday with that level of negativity. We are approaching this as an acknowledgement and celebration of some of my favorite Jewish American minds of all time, the rambunctious trio of raspy voiced miscreants and Brooklyn's very own, the Beastie Boys. Beastie, of course, standing for boys entering anarchistic states towards inner excellence, which I guess would suggest that their full band name is the boys entering anarchistic states towards inner excellence boys. Yeah. A possible oversight, which also seems to be incredibly on brand for our subject. So it's like the Mario Brothers thing. They're obviously called Mario Mario and Luigi Mario because they didn't consider the. Well, maybe their the last suffix. name is Ma- Mario. You don't, we don't know. Well, I know it, 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 that is supposed to be the case, but that was just dumb as fuck, isn't it? You know, like. Well, it is a game for children. But yeah, I got what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never consider that. Yeah. Um, maybe he just doesn't like his first name, so he just goes by Mario. Maybe. Yeah, but then yeah. why would how would why does brother sign up to like oh I've got I've got this thing that we do? He likes both his first name and his last name. Yeah. So he was easy. He likes the 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 name his parents gave him. Exactly. Okay. Luigi. But yeah, the uh the Beastie Boys. Uh we've obviously got Michael Lewis Diamond a.k.a. Mike D. We got Adam Nathaniel Yauk, uh, also known as MCA. Shout out to his family. family. We got Adam Keith Horowitz, also known as Ad Rock. And we've also got Adam Friedland, also known as Cool Adam or The Bug. Got Adam from Workaholics. And we got the Adams family, a.k.a. La Familia. Put your diamonds up. Yeah, this group. Uh, what what can what can I say about the 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 Beastie Boys? Um, they're one of the the reasons that we have the phrase uh, "quirked up white boys busting it down" sexual style, and who may also 
possibly be goaded with the sauce. They they walked so uh, so rappers like Eminem could eventually crawl towards the recording booth for the encore sessions. Uh, in 1984, uh, they famously crossed paths with another quirked up white boy who was and still is very much goaded with the sauce and uh, has been known to bust it down Slayer style. An NYU student by the name of Frederick J. Rubin. You might know him as Rick Rubin. Uh, for any listeners of ours who may be significantly younger, he's basically like a like a Gen X Kenny Beats. Maybe that'll register with some of you. Yeah, I mean, this band, they were around kind of this 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 patch of years um, leading up to the release of the License to Ill album in 1987, which, of course, included the song and video that we're discussing today. Fight for your right to party. The band was kind of in, in the process of transitioning from a straightforward hardcore punk group to a bit more of a hip hop direction. Um, and with the help of Rick Rubin and the ecosystem of, of music production and film students that he ensconced himself in uh, while at NYU, uh, the band was able to make the uh, sort of necessary connections and take vital steps towards perfecting their sound and their image, and gearing up for their studio debut. And along the way, I believe also supporting Madonna's Virgin Tour in 85 and Run DMC's Raising Hell Tour in 86. Regarding my own experience uh, with the group, yeah, a uh, bit of a weird one because the Beastie Boys were obviously not particularly active between the years 1998 and 2004, at least in terms of musical output. And this kind of overlaps with the years I started properly getting into music. And then when their 2004 comeback album to the Five Burrows dropped, I don't recall it making that much of a splash overseas at least in the places I was living, uh, despite the album being moderately successful in its own right. I probably first learned about the Beastie Boys from their appearance in season one of Futurama in an episode where they perform uh, intergalactic as preserved and fully cognizant uh, heads in water tanks, as is kind of a, a trope uh, in that show. Uh, I may have also at one point bought both 1998's Hello Nasty and to the Five Boroughs, but I can't remember. And yeah, when I was getting into them properly, it was more through their 90s flavored hip hop tracks and at a stretch, very late 80s uh, tracks. So Pass the Mic, for example, Intergalactic, uh, not to be confused with the Kid Cudi song that Henry once shot himself to, three MCs and one DJ. And then, of course, there were obviously their more kind of Rage Against the Machine-esque rap rock fusions. So like Sabotage and What You Want. I did not initially vibe that much with the License to Ill era. Uh, to me, on a very surface level, it kind of just came off as a really lame combination of that, um, that mid-80s. I went to the hat store style rap crossed with 80s butt rock. And I know that's kind of the point, but my ears just didn't really like it. 
but the more I got into them, uh, however, the more I realized what they were about. And I started to appreciate their, their work a bit more generally. Uh, for instance, I used to really hate the song off the debut, uh, Brass Monkey. But then I grew up and became an alcoholic. And now I really like it. Not sure if this is, you know, because I better understand the themes behind the song or because parts of my brain uh, are essentially being pickled in my own head. But that's a, that's an MP. It's not an OP or even a YP. Uh, having revisited the album over the, over the years with a more open mind and better understanding of the, the group's often tongue-in-cheek and ironic nature, I now appreciate it for what it is. It's just a bunch of young guys uh, finding their creative voice and actually having fun in the process and bringing along many of their friends for the ride. And the finished product is actually fairly solid in, in retrospect. And that's the, the album, the song, and of course the video. The song, probably not their best offering artistically. And I believe the band themselves don't really like it. Um, it was quite overplayed and at the time as well. I think in hindsight, we can, we can, we can agree that, you know, it can be a fun song. It does, you know, kind of pack a, a punch, even though, the irony of it, it has been lost on people, um, but it also really embodies that shut the fuck up dad spirit. Uh, and I'm glad we did this video, uh, not just because it's, it's kind of funny, but it also offers the perfect stepping stone for us to hopefully at some point revisit and critically assess the real masterpiece of the group's videography. Uh, make some noise by way of the uh, fight for your right revisited short film. And we will be doing the full length. Um, but we're not talking about that just yet. Uh, what about you guys? Tell me about you and the Beastie Boys. I actually have a very distinct memory of the first time I heard this song. I was probably eight or nine. And I was at uh, like a family friend's house. They had some older boys. They must have been early to mid-teens, I think, the oldest oldest ones. There were four of them in total. Uh, they introduced me to Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping, <laughs> followed, <laughs> followed shortly by this song. And um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, this, this is a cool song about fighting for your right to, to party. It wasn't until I think years you were later. hearing so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, a few years later, I'd revisit it, and then I could I could relate to it some more. I hit it with my mom, threw away my best porno mag, and <laughs> I would once again think of this as I as I fought for my right to party when I chugged three Red Bulls or something. The wild days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, needless to say, I didn't I didn't realize that it's essentially like a parody song until approximately two weeks ago, <laughs> I think, <laughs> or thereabouts. And um, yeah, I mean, because because me and the Beasties, we don't we don't go too far back. You know, we don't have a very deep relationship. We're kind of acquaintances. I've you know I've, I've liked what I've heard, but uh, never really checked out much of the much of the catalog. Although I did I did watch the Beastie Boys story documentary that that Spike Jones made with them. Is that the one that was on Apple TV? Yeah, it's still on there. That's nice. what I watched it on, and uh, yeah, it kind of really endeared me to the band. Or endeared them to me. I don't know which way it. I I <laughs> quite like them, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm now interested. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm now interested in in checking out some of their other work. Yeah, for for me, um, I think I first came across Beastie Boys with either Sabotage or Intergalactic 
both were played kind of on heavy rotation on the, on the music television. I got to admit that when I was younger, I just didn't really get them. It all seemed like I didn't know whether it was tongue in cheek or whether it was like serious kind of rapping. I'm still not 100% sure, to be honest with you, like where they stand. And I would never consider myself a, a Beastie Boys fan. But I do kind of I, I like I like the idea of them. And the more I know about the guys and, and again, I've seen the Spike Jones thing like I like. I like what they stand for. I like that they they stood up for their right to party. Mm. Um, like you, Henry, I I, get, I I just did not know that that was just trying to take the piss out of people. It seemed like it seemed pretty on brand for them. Yeah, yeah. The, the little I had heard of the Beastie Boys was mm. like, yeah, this isn't like a major departure or anything. Yeah, and then I guess most recently, um, and I guess we'll come on to this to some extent later. The, the the sequel to this music video that we'll be discussing, like. I guess that's my my Beastie Boys high point. And then as I've got older, I've come to kind of appreciate and kind of like more of the the kind of Beastie Boys kind of memes, if you like, the the, the jumping over each other and just going up to the camera and stuff like that. That's uh, I've got I've got lots of love for that kind of thing. Um, and then also kind of knowing what they did for for hip hop as well, and and going back and listening to the albums. I, I've I got a kind of, uh, I guess, a, a respect for them, but I would never really kind of put them on of my own volition. I don't think they're just kind of like, I'm happy for them to, to come on in the background and that's cool. And this video is also very fun to go and revisit because it's such a kind of an interesting video to look at, uh, especially considering everything else I know about them. You gotta fight for your right to walk. Let's get into it, shall we? Obviously, we'll start with uh, the song itself. So yeah, this is uh, the seventh track and fourth single, I believe, from the the Diamond Certified 1986 uh, debut, License to Ill. I'm sure that I I, I was sure this was going to come up um, in some way or another, so I'll just address it now. Um, the name of this album, uh, it was originally something that I don't think we can say on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I uh, I obviously mentioned Adam Friedland uh, earlier, and uh, yeah, it's very uh, <laughs> very come down uh, vibes. <laughs> And I guess, yeah, they are kind of the come town of hip hop in, in, in some ways. Uh, that convergence and confluence of uh, stupidity and bizarre genius. I, I love that Columbia Records refused to release it, arguing that it was homophobic. Like, it's, it's not really a stretch of an argument. What was the counter argument? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe they didn't like it because it wasn't homophobic enough. Touche. Oh. That could be a possibility, oh. yeah. I don't think it's homophobic though. <laughs> that that word isn't isn't. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't think it was intended as. I know. Singling out, but yeah. you know, it's, it's like that uh, that Louis bit. Yeah, it's because you know Ad Rock was being the <laughs> comedian whose full name shall not be named. Yeah, he probably saw some guy who was like, "People from Phoenix are Phoenicians," and Mike D was just like. Come on, dude. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just came up with a genius idea. Oh, boy. 
but yeah, I guess like this song, much like it's kind of sort of sister single, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, it's a parody of the kind of 80s glam and butt metal scenes um, that were prevalent at the time, obviously combined with the uh, the triple pronged uh, rapping attack that the, the, the beasties typically offer. So, you know, they each have their turn and they all say the, the last word at the same time. And, you know, it's a formula that they've uh, they've they've milked for years and it's it's, it's brought them fame and uh, and fortune. And it's in full force here. As a listener, I can't help but, you know, join in. Mm. But yeah, I, I guess like the song itself, like it's, it's got kind of those typical superficial anti-authority style lyrics. So, you know, parents don't let you smoke or enjoy pornography. If teacher is mean. School is bad. Having long hair is not allowed. You know, the song is very simple. It doesn't, I guess the, I guess the reason it, it, it doesn't come off as ironic is because there's there's not enough nuance yeah, like true. around what's happening. <laughs> like it's very straight straight <laughs> up about what it is. Yeah. It just sounds like some like three dim-witted guys sat down and they they wanted to write something simple with like a very screamable chorus. And they pulled it off perfectly. <laughs> it kind of tracks with like their other music videos and things of the time where it's it, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same kind of thing. <laughs> They're dressing mm-hmm. up in like weird costumes and how are we to know is what I'm saying. Right. And like part of what, you know, my, I think it was Mike D that said they're, they're, they were sort of upset by how like the guys that they were making fun of ended up being their biggest fans, essentially. Mm. And it's both the case of like the people being mocked, being sort of dense and not picking up that it's a parody. And also it being way too difficult to tell because they're doing the parody. <laughs> yeah, it's like my brother in Christ, you wrote the song. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, obviously that that does touch upon a, a point that, yeah, the band does not really like this song very much. I guess one major determining factor in this is the fact that um, obviously it was really overplayed, but what was probably perhaps even more dangerous for the band than this was there was kind of that threat of becoming, I mean, I know this was their fourth single. um, So, you know, they wouldn't have been, they they wouldn't have been your typical kind of definition of a one hit wonder, but when you have a song that is much more played than your other songs, it's very easy to be um, pigeonholed into this category. I think that was kind of a fear for them. And I think it was exactly that, that resulted in them leaving Def Jam. And I think, um, I'm not exactly sure what happened with Rick Rubin, but I'm guessing because Rick Rubin obviously became much more coveted as a producer. He couldn't really be their DJ and their kind of their, their their spiritual guru uh, during these times. So yeah, li- License to Ill, despite being this diamond selling album that kind of brought the band to the, the forefront of the culture, it almost destroyed them as well. Because they really like, if you listen to Paul's Boutique, for example, that is like a complete just venturing into like turntablism and like sample based hip hop. It's like a, for, for the band, it's um, I guess it's what you might call a, well, depending on what side of the Atlantic you're on, or even if you're <laughs> depending on which side of the UK border you're on, the hard left turn or a hard right turn. Um but they did it. So fair play to them. Very much. I can't, I, I will say, I can't imagine getting into an argument with my parents and saying, you're just jealous. I'm listening to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't give. Well, you'd be surprised. Fuck. I also found out that this is sort of a cover, actually, because uh, the way they tell it, this was originally written for a side project that Adam Yauch had called Brooklyn. And then, Russell Simmons thought that they needed one more single on the album 
and was really pressuring them to write one. So they were just like, fuck it, let's use that parody song that Adam wrote for his side project. <laughs> and I think that's beautiful that that ended up being, you know, their biggest hit. <laughs> they wrote it in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And you can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you really can. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you were given the title to this song and told to write lyrics, I think we'd come up with the same thing. Yeah. But none of us sounds like Gilbert Gottfried, though. That's true. No, that's true. That's the one thing that stood out to me this time. Like really listening to it this many times is Ad Rock. He sounds yeah. so much like oh Gilbert God. on this track. For <laughs> a chance. I mean, have you guys ever actually heard their hardcore punk stuff? No. It's quite funny because like you'd think that like given the kind of rock direction that the the debut album had, it's like, oh, this was this must have been seamless for them, but there be like there is still such a far cry from what they were doing when they were uh, initially more of a guitar-based group. What sort of stuff was that? Oh, like just real straight up, just like dirty hardcore punk. Hmm. Yeah. Not not singing about partying. Like Black Flag, but not as good. Right. Okay. Was that the the Young Aborigines? So yeah, that might. Yeah. Have, well, they did. They did also put out some stuff as the Beastie Boys. Okay. So I, I believe in 94, maybe they put out a compilation called so, like something along the lines of some old bullshit. And it, and it was, um, yeah, just a bunch of their hardcore punk stuff. So, you know, clearly they weren't too, uh, they weren't afraid to, to expose this past to their fans. Yeah. Not really my thing. Uh, there are bands that have done hardcore punk a lot better, but not many bands that do the, the, the exact thing that Beastie Boys do. Yeah, let's move on to the video, the, the real centerpiece of this 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 conversation. Uh, yes, <laughs> a lot going on here. Um, if you've ever seen like those 80s butt metal bands, I, so the one that comes to mind for me right away is uh, the Twisted Sister, We're Not Gonna Take It music video. Um, so yeah, you, you had this kind of, you, you had this this trope with, with 80s rock and metal videos where you, you'd have kind of like uh, the parents or some other kind of authority figure. They're trying to lay down the law on some youngins and the band comes and, and shows the youth the way. And I believe in some cases, uh, for instance, the, the Twisted Sister video, um, they even fully assault uh, the parents. Um, yep. So yeah, th this is kind of the Beastie Boys take on that. Although, of course, with kind of their own with their own brand of absurdity, and yeah, keep in mind that this was intended to be somewhat uh, uh, of a parody in nature. But eighties were a weird time. So yeah, uh, I mean, I'll <laughs> yeah, let me know if you got if I miss anything here, guys. But basically, we got some uh, some nerds who are very clearly thirty year old men. Right? <laughs> these are not these are not teenagers, um, and yeah, they really got the nerd vibe turned up to the max. Yet somehow they know that they know enough people to have a party when their parents uh, leave the house and tell them not to have one. And it looks like a fairly classy gathering until the, the Beastie Boys show up. There is soda and pie. 
there is soda and pie, but then the Beastie Boys show up, start stealing stuff, smashing things. Uh, I believe uh, Ad Rock um, starts kissing a woman without her consent, and then uh, and then he spots a, a, a girl with a with a with a fairly admirable uh, bunda. I believe this is the parlance of our time. <laughs> and yeah, I think some of their friends show up. So we got uh, we got we got Ricky R- Ricky Rubin. And then, like, there's loads of pies. Like, some of the wettest pie throwing I've ever seen. It's like some people just couldn't even be bothered. <laughs> Lots of people getting cream pie, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of sp- spike in the drinks and cream mm-hmm. pie. Oh, yeah. Breaking out that motherfucking Spanish fly. Oh, that age, that age. So fucking weirdly. <laughs> oh, right. When the ladies who yeah. show up take one of the nerds into the bathroom. And uh, I don't know what they do in there. but uh... Cut his clothes apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all. I mean, I I couldn't help but notice a few party fouls. Don't want to be that guy, but mm. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, the video takes a lot of inspiration, uh, allegedly, from uh, the film Breakfast at Tiffany's, and and I'm glad, I'm very glad that they left out certain elements of that film. Rick <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rubin shows up in full Asian prosthetics. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the, the general vibe. I think like the kind of iconic part of this video is, um, I believe it's MCA smashes a television set. Yes. Uh, with a sledgehammer. Yep. And I have a question about that. Yeah. Did he bring the sledgehammer with him? Was was the sledgehammer already in the apartment? Where where did it come from? But it's a weird one because apparently this this video was filmed over. Thanksgiving weekend so it was even according to people who were there it was even a miracle they were able to get that many people True. in the place let alone shoot a kind of video so the, the people it. there must have been well full on losers then if they were just <laughs> alone on Thanksgiving is that how it works in the US or, or they, they could just be orphans I suppose yeah, or they, yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to party they didn't want to see their parents they're in New York City, baby. Yeah. Greatest city in yeah. the world. Or, yeah, what if your parents I mean, suck? Like this, like the song says. Exactly. Yeah, fair point. Well, also, I believe uh, some parents of people involved in the video were also present. So, you know, there was still had a, yeah. a family spirit. Um, and who wouldn't want to be covered in, like, rotten green? That must <laughs> have smelled green. so bad by <laughs> yeah. the end. Right? <laughs> Ew. Apparently, um, because the, 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 they didn't pace the actual like pie fight very well, mm-hmm. so it was over in seconds, so they just had to keep reusing. You'll notice they keep reusing footage in the Lovely. video. <laughs> yeah. uh, just reversing the, sh- the footage of the pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mirror shots. But yeah, apparently the budget was so low that they, they sourced the, the whipped cream from... Um... Like supermarket trash cans. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. So it was actually like rancid by the time they even you know broke it out, and then you can just imagine when it's in the room for several hours, how bad that must have smelled. Rick got pelted several times. Yeah, yeah. Although judging from his outfit, he judging from his vibe and outfit, he arguably probably smelled better as a result. I don't know. I, I can't say those heavy metal guys. You never know. I do love a, a good Slayer shirt. Slayer, what a what a what a group of guys! Yeah, like I'm not a huge Slayer fan, but I I love the idea of Slayer. I'm like, yeah, that's that's so sick. At one point, doesn't he switch to an ACDC shirt? 
Yeah. Ew. That's way less cool. Mm. <laughs> Those Australian weird. Well, they're barely Australian. What were they doing down there? I never know what they're doing down there. I'm the man who rocks. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I remember uh, when they when I was when we were in high school and they dropped like a comeback album and every song like had the word rock in it. It's like this isn't even funny anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One o'clock, on, two o'clock, three o'clock rock. But fuck rock and roll high school. Now that but fuck rock and roll high school that is that is a grape that's what we call in the industry a grape it's a grape song no no yeah it's a grape song <laughs> have i met have i missed out on anything i think as well some of the people that show up are members of the band murphy's law which i believe is named after the character in interstellar yes yeah which is wild it's like kind of like the movie it's like the retrospective naming of matthew the band. mcconaughey was Pushing yeah. bookshelves, I mean, book, books out of their shelves when they were mm. children. <laughs> like, we gotta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we gotta fight. <laughs> Did you mention the uh, the mom getting a cream pie right at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, milf, <laughs> milf cream pie <laughs> party <laughs> all the, all the <laughs> times. <laughs> Good. Home if you don't cut that hair. You know who plays the mom? That is the the, no. the real life mother of co-director Rick Manello. Really? In fact, those are both his parents. Yeah. Lovely mm. segue. And Rick himself makes an appearance. He is the 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 guy in the bathrobe, the neighbor who shows up. Yeah. Shout, shout out to his family. Shout out to his family. Uh, fun fact: he was thirty four at the time. Yeah, incredible. Um, wow. That guy's wild, though. Like, so yeah, obviously, uh, him and Ruben lived in the same NYU dorm where the Beasties would often come and hang out. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was at, at one point, he was assistant to Nicholas Ray, which is uh, some insane stuff. So good for him. And he even co wrote some, uh, some films. So, like, uh, there's The Immigrant and Two, and Two, Lo- is it Two Lovers? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, I guess he worked with Run DMC as well. Yeah, on tougher than leather, which is a Hell hard yeah. film to track down. I, I couldn't find it. Yeah, I found a. I found it in German, but I was like, I I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not run DMZ in German. Mine <laughs> uh, Adidas. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, another guy who worked on this, uh, co-directed, uh, was uh, Adam Dubin, mm-hmm. Doobie, as as he's been. I don't think anyone ever called him that. Um, he directed the documentary A Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica, yep. which I haven't seen, but I imagine it's kind of like some kind of monster, but with the resulting album not being largely despised by the global community of music listeners. Yes. Sounds like a worse film then, really, in many ways. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, Some Kind of Monster is uh, the best yeah. music documentary. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the TV that gets smashed is uh, that's a, a Dubin family uh, heirloom. Hell yeah. Fuck that TV. 
But he, yeah, Metallica seemed to like him because they brought him back for uh, Hit the Lights, the making of Through the Never in 2013. Oh, yeah, that was like a proper kind of like film sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had like that one guy, I don't remember his name, Dane, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, it'd be like the live performance and then that would be intercut with like a demonstration or a riot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like the Marsh video. Because, you know, Metallica's music and Metallica themselves, they still retain that, like, rebellious fire uh, oh, after yeah. all those, the, the, the billions of dollars and, and suing their own <laughs> yeah. fans. If there's one band I think of when yeah. get to the man, it's Metallica. They, they fought for my right to, to buy albums with money. Mm. <laughs> Where would we be without Lars' uh, crusade? Uh, the Lars' crusade. The, oh my, the <laughs> my favorite Indiana Jones film. <laughs> Indiana Jones. And I've seen that. <laughs> Instead of killing Nazis, they're just killing children killing people in that... oversized Metallica shirts. Just killing anyone who's used Napster. The uh, <laughs> uh, Lars Crusade. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it seems to me that Manello did a lot of the heavy lifting with like the conception of this music video. Although he admits that he thought it would ruin his career, but he uh, accepted Ruben's <laughs> offer anyway. Him and Ruben, I think, had been roommates at, at Dubin and Ruben. Oh no, Manello. <laughs> Manello. <laughs> the Dubin Ruben situation. Yeah. And then. Uh... Yeah, later on, he said, it was kind of a dumb video, but it was done in a very sophisticated way visually. Not sure I agree with mm. that. <laughs> there's there's one shot that, like, really bothers me, and it's, like, when the parents get up, and, like, the cat, the, the camera lingers on, like, the door yeah. frame, and I'm like, this is not good. The, the most yeah. interesting shot in the whole thing is when it's the, the under-the-table shot. It's the only time when you're, like, you know, when he clears... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That that's the only time when I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's interesting." Yeah, he goes on to say, "I often say the style of the video is stupidity done in an intelligent way." Mm. Uh, if I knew <sighs> that people were going to be looking at them twenty six years later, I would have done better. Which that, that yeah, that's yeah. just gonna be my excuse from now on. That's true. Although yeah, Rick Rubin suggested that. Manello would be a good director for Fight for Your Right because uh, Manello had new ideas, according to himself, and it was better to fail at a new idea than to succeed with a crappy old one. That's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it's like, how new was this idea? Because it's, it's like you mentioned, it's not that much of a departure from the other 80s butt metal yeah. <laughs> songs of the time. Yeah, I guess, you know, like, satire, everything was just goofy back then. Satire was just, you know, it's harder to grasp. I guess like we can move on to the the verdict um yeah i don't understand why kanye doesn't like these guys uh or trust them <laughs> uh, they seem all right to me yep uh, but yeah as, as on a more serious note uh, as suggested in the intro um 
while I do think this is a, a fun video, when put side by side, I mean, uh, I get, this is real, this is kind of a redundant argument to make, but yeah, you know, when put side by side with make some noise, it is quite literally and metaphorically a stepping stone. Like, it, you know, it just sets the stage what to me, for, what for me is really the, the, the crown jewel. Yeah. Um, I might even, if, to be honest, I, I would put uh, sabotage ahead of this as well. Like, I quite like the use of the 1970s um, police show theme. But, you know, I can't be too rough on this. Again, like I said, it's just a bunch of young guys having fun with their friends, bashing some nerds, which, you know, we can agree um, is necessary. It ain't easy, but it's necessary, like pimping. Cream pie and some moms. Yeah. I can't <laughs> um, help. With, oh, sorry. You're going to. No, I was just going to say, in hindsight, yeah, just a, a great statement of intent for the band, um, if there ever was one. I can't help but think that I would prefer this music video more if I, if the song was slightly better than it is like i like it, it would warrant more rewatches if you couldn't remember the entire lyric <laughs> it's kind of grown on me i have to admit. yeah it comes and goes i mean it's forever the chorus is forever going to be stuck in everyone's head to some extent but yeah i think compared to like the the, the wider beastie boys output it's um it's a good video but it ain't great as far as how it holds up some of the stuff in here i don't think you could get away with today i'm not Sure, a lot of the interactions portrayed are uh, consensual. Yeah, Spanish fly, uh, kind of a no-no. Um, yeah, given what happened to uh, what what used to be America's favorite dad was was he? Yeah, I guess he was the favorite yeah. dad. I'm innocent. I never watched that show. The, the, he he will remain nameless. Uh, he had the, the Cosby Show. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> that's one of his works. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He directed the, the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> he directed uh, The Shining. He's um, also Ryan Shut. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can still buy Spanish Fly. I like the records by DJ Spanish Fly because I would buy them. No, the thing for spiking people. <laughs> Seems to be, I mean, it obviously doesn't work. You, you seem to have not working knowledge of the product. Well, I just Googled it out of interest at 12 quid. Uh, it's a Spanish know. fly extreme for women. Henry, didn't somebody who went to school, I, I, I can't morally or even kind of logistically or realistically say he was our friend, um, so to speak, but uh, didn't he once roofie himself to see what would happen? Yeah, he's a genius. Don't know how much time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> what what did happen? He just fell asleep in his room and woke up in his room. <laughs> yes. He woke up like, fuck, what happened? <laughs> yeah. He like, wakes up in a dress. He's like, no one's been in and out of your room. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a man of science. Mm. Yeah, know. scientific method, I think, was... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got yeah. to... You gotta respect the man. Today really. was a great day for science, I think. <laughs> way better the, than the alternative. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Or having someone else roofie you. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna roofie someone, make sure it's yourself. And if you're <laughs> yeah. gonna get roofied, make sure you roofie yourself. In his case, if anyone else was doing the roofing, it would probably be so that he could be more easily escorted to prison. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, I'm 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 risking giving myself a lot of work with the editing. So uh no, this is this is gold. Yeah, this, this is, is great where stuff. We, yeah. This, this is where all we the really thrive. The bonus content, yeah. I mean that was that was the Beastie Boys. 
thank you for fighting for our right. And you know, some of them, they died in the service and we wish the biggest shout out to, uh, to MCA and uh, our best regards to the Beastie Boys. Um, I, I dive in for service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. same. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, join us again uh, next week where we discuss uh, an album. 